Hey, this is part one, or maybe half of part one, a little bit of a teaser of my father talking about the personal facts and experiences that he had with Betty Broderick and her family. He grew up next to her, um, grew up with her. He said he was best friends with her brother in grammar school. But some more interesting facts to come later. Um, and the interview starts off with him giving some background about his career because ultimately what I want to get into and talk about this is not really details or judgment on Betty Broderick because we weren't there, no one was there, and he's not there to judge her, but looking at it from a parole perspective for somebody that is involved in such a high-profile case. It's interesting, and that part is interesting, and that's, that's the career that my father had. So he's got a good perspective on that and a good perspective on, on the Betty Broderick case from a parole perspective, which we'll get to later. But I just wanted to give context around how he knew her because it's interesting that they're not portraying it exactly the same way in reality. Um, I think they show off or show it a little bit that she grew up with a little bit more of a silver spoon than she did. Um, but you'll hear some of that interesting stuff and I'll publish part two later in the week as I look to, to relaunch this. Thanks. Because I don't want to, you know, do it forever. But what I want to start with is if you could uh, state your name and tell me um, two things, where you were born, or three things, where you were born, where you grew up, and what your career was. Those three things. Let's start there. Okay. I was born in the Bronx, New York, at Westchester Square Hospital, which is still there, by the way. Uh, Never heard of it. Westchester Square Hospital? Yeah, that's the name of it, yes. Almost 74 years ago. I grew up in uh, East Chester, New York, and I went to Mike the Conception Grammar School and Stepanek High School, and I own a college. Immaculate uh, Conception, right? Immaculate Conception, okay. Yes. I was a teacher uh, briefly um, in New York City about three years, and then I took a job with New York State as a parole officer in New York City. And I did that for uh, about five years. And then I worked in Austin or Sing Sing Prison. Wait, you worked correction. inside the prison? Yes. Okay. As a senior corrections counselor. Mm -hmm. And I was... Um, chairman of the release committee, which released inmates home on furloughs. Then I went back to the division of parole as a supervisor. Okay. And then I got promoted to regional director. Sorry, assistant regional director. Then I got promoted to parole board commissioner in June of 2000. I remember That's that. You board. had to be appointed by, uh, by Pataki, right? Appointed you by have to go to George Albany. Knight. 
yeah, I was appointed by George Pataki. And then I was um, promoted to chairman of the parole board in March of 2004. And I stayed there until for three years. And then I retired when the new, uh, when the, when the new governor came in. I can't believe I just got a phone call. You retired when the new governor came in. Wait, so you were chairman of parole. You were chairman of the parole board for only from 2004 until when? 2007. But before that, you were regional director. Before that, I was the parole board commissioner from 2000 to 2004. Oh, the parole board commissioner for New York State is another level before chairman of parole. Yes. Okay, so as let's so thank you for that. So as a parole board commissioner and chairman, how different are those jobs? Um, well, as parole sounds board like pretty chairman, much the same thing to me. No, as parole board chairman, as parole board commissioner, you sit on a parole board with sixteen or seventeen other commissioners. Mm -hmm. And you go around to the prisons, mm -hmm. and you read inmate files, and you mm -hmm. make decisions on whether to release them or not. As chairman, you uh, supervise the parole board. You give them okay. uh, monthly updates on uh, nuances of the law. You okay. uh, do the schedule for which commissioners go to which prisons. And um, you're responsible for making sure that they get there and uh, for making sure that they write clear decisions. And do you have to, as the head of parole, when you, or whatever that title is, what was it, parole board chairman? Chairman, yes. Do you have to approve all of the rulings or do you just review them after the fact? All of the parole board decisions? Yeah, like somebody comes up for parole, There's, you said there was like an 18-person panel, or maybe they're distributed, maybe it's a five-person panel. Uh, uh, do you have person. to approve it? Do you have to approve those decisions? Or I feel like the, the, those things like happen in the room. Or don't no, they I like don't approve. Meetings? No, no, we didn't have to. I didn't have to approve their decisions. Um, okay. No. Okay. All right. That's. Thank you for the background. Um, well, because it's relevant. It's relevant. Uh, I didn't know a lot of those details, by the way. Um, question for you. So I want to talk about, so Betty Broderick, have you heard, you remember the story when it happened the first time? Not yes. the first time, like when, when it was first in the press. Now, did you hear, because it happened out in California, so you didn't hear about the divorce that was happening. You only heard about it after she went in and she killed her ex-husband, right? Yes. Or did you know that the divorce was happening? And you, because it was no, kind of like I, a messy divorce. No, I did not know the divorce was happening. Okay. All right, so Betty Broderick, you said you went to kindergarten with her. Did she go to a mat? Or you knew her since kindergarten? Yeah, I was a year ahead of her. She was the sister of my, uh, I guess he was my best friend in grammar school. Who? 
And was your best friend? Was he... Her brother. Her brother was your best friend in grammar school. Yes, she was a year behind us. And she went to grammar school with my brother. Same year. Okay, so you Anyways, knew her basically knew her, your whole life. I knew her, yeah, I knew her since she was in the first grade. Or okay. Kindergarten. Uh, who was the name of the, the nun in kindergarten that would hit you with the ruler? Sister Claire Veronica. Uh, Sister Claire. Did Betty show early signs of aggression and get hit by the ruler a lot? I want to know that from the beginning of Betty's life, was she misbehaving? I don't know if she was misbehaving. I doubt <laughs> if she was misbehaving. But okay. she told me um, she, oh, she wanted to be rich. She told you she wanted to be rich when she was in kindergarten? No, no, later on, later on, as a teenager. As a, te as a teenager, she told you she wanted to be rich. Well, she grew up in Bronxville, right? She was no, rich. She grew up, she grew up a street, uh, right, um, a street away from, from where we grew up. So that's Wendover. So she grew up a street she away. Grew up on, she grew up on Joyce Road. She grew up on Joyce Road. 